Take a seat and prepare for a lakeside legend. All right. <laughs> Welcome back, adventurers, to the Lost Mine of Fandelver Saga with your cast here at Lakeside Legends. First, we have Imrelir Sardith, the Shadow Elf Ranger, played by Lore. Kinsley, our Furball Cleric, played by Blair. Me, a Changeling Druid, played by Arthur. Francisco Guadalupe del Valle, a Changeling Fighter, played by Trevor. Uh, and our guest this evening is Radoff, the Human Druid, played by Michael. Let's not forget about yours truly, your DM and master storyteller for this saga, DM David. Yay! Yeah. So last episode, we had a bit of a shorter episode. Um, we had a lot of content built into one. So our uh, thingy dingy, where I say stuff that happened last time, words are escaping me. Uh, recap, that's the word. Words are hard. A little bit longer <laughs> this week, so bear with me. On our last episode, our heroes, with their newfound friend Radoff, made their way through the ruins of Thundertree. Their plan, to find the dragon and get rid of it as efficiently as possible, so as to mitigate any major damage that the dragon and its poison breath might bestow upon our party. Before making it to the dragon, however, the party ran into a small group of dragon cultists who are planning to woo the dragon into helping them in exchange for the cultists' eternal loyalty. Our heroes did not like the sound of that and tried to barricade the cultists in their hut. However, they forgot to seal the hut's windows and neglected to check and see if the hut had a back door, which of course <laughs> it did. After congratulating themselves on their apparent thwarting of the dragon cultists, our heroes made their way to the dragon's tower for the biggest fight of their lives. Upon arriving at the dragon's lair, our adventurers attempted to fool the green dragon, claiming they themselves were cultists coming to worship him. The dragon heard this and decided to test their loyalty by asking for a sacrifice. As he did, Imrelir boldly stepped into the doorway from among her hiding place in the shadows and made the first shot, starting the fight. Halfway through the battle, the real dragon cultists from earlier showed up at the tower to assist the dragon named Venomfang in this fight against our heroes. Even with the cultists' help, though, the dragon was no match for the ingenious battle strategy the party came up with. Our heroes were able to bring down the young Venom Fang and rid Thundertree of the Green Dragon. Afterwards, the party looted the dragon's horde and convinced the remaining dragon cultists to forget their thoughts of dragon worship. Instead, they should try to make something of themselves and become better members of society. Imrelir even went as far as to give them a direction to head, sending them off to one of her contacts that may be able to train them in the arts of magic, if they could show that they had the aptitude for it. Once the cultists departed, our heroes remembered that one of their reasons for coming to Thundertree was to collect a family heirloom that the woodcutter's wife told them about back in Phandalin. As she had nothing to reward them with for saving her and her children, she told them of an emerald necklace her family had back when they lived as alchemists in Thundertree. The party found the alchemist shop, acquired the emerald necklace, and sat down for a well-deserved lunch after an exhausting morning fighting a dragon. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is where we are now. So we had a short rest. 
So you guys did, you sat down to lunch, me, uh, Radoff uh, created a whole bunch of red flowers for me to bathe in, just sitting there relaxing as me is obsessed with the color red and would not sleep in any other flowers that he slash she found. And yeah, you guys are still at Thunder Tree. What do you want to do? Uh, well, I was thinking that maybe we could possibly go uh, back and get the bag of holding that uh, was there. I don't know, might be useful for us. That was the plan, yes. And, uh, uh, and uh, we should have just enough yeah. in, our, in our group group funds that yes, uh, you have because I don't trust the boys. Hey, I am not untrustworthy. Uh, but I do agree do agree it is better in the hands of Kinsley. She is uh, probably the most uh the mature uh no uh most uh <laughs> Francisco, most you are usually so good at giving compliments. I am normally very good at this, but I, I do not know what it is, but I am I am very confused. I've been very confused the last couple of days. I, first there was this ghost and then the priestess. And now I don't know how I feel about people in general. I, I just, I am very confused about life. I am sorry. Francisco, <laughs> the used to be womanizer who is now scared of women. <laughs> I don't really know how to take all this, but uh, thanks, I guess. Okay. I'm dealing with some things. I, I, I got... Some recent news. It's okay. Later. Wait. When I'm what? drunk. When I'm drunk, it's okay. Easier to deal with when I'm drunk. But what do you mean? You got recent news? Nothing. Nothing. We'll continue. What? No. It's, it's fine. I, perhaps we should just start. What time is it, DM? Is it so like, you're, it's about noontime. You guys just, because uh, you went to the dragon, tried to go after the dragon first thing in the morning, got sidetracked by the dragon cultist, eventually made it to the dragon. All of that only lasted a couple of hours. So it's like just the before noon-ish. Okay. Before we set off, what I want to do is get into my disguise kit. Okay. I'm going to take some of my red makeup. And on my left eye... I'm going to take it and I'm going to just go, just like make it look like it's kind of bloody and like all gross and stuff. And I'm going to move the eye patch I have, the drilled eye patch, and place it over it so you can still see it in there and tie on. Okay. Uh, do you want to, what would that be, deception check to see how well you do? Sure. And then you get your, are you, you're proficient in that, right? Mm hmm so okay, I get yes. my proficiency oh, bonus. Your proficiency bonus, yeah. Twenty-one. Okay, yeah. So it's pretty dang convincing. Yeah. Uh, so you were trying to make it so it looked like like you're all like like I like I lost my eye and it's all okay. like gross. Yeah. So it definitely looks like you only have one eye. You said you were doing something with a jewel. The jewel eye patch that I have. I'm. Oh, the one you got from the bugbear. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you you have just the right amount of blood, a little bit of black makeup underneath. looks like you can barely see a, a eye socket in there. <laughs> I look yeah. gross, yeah? You look pretty gross. Pretty convincing. Cool. Anyone walking by would think, oh man, she is a bad A. <laughs> Family-friendly podcast. <laughs> 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 I had to stop myself. <laughs> 
Okay, so what's the group doing? Where are we? What are we doing? Walking. Uh, yeah. Gonna start Before, heading back. You heading Both. back, or are we clearing out this place? Uh, oh, I right. personally don't care. The me, plants and the zombies don't bother me, but. Before we go anywhere, uh, real quick, I just start picking all the red flowers and collecting them. Okay. Depending on how long your conversation goes for deciding will depend on how many you can get. <laughs> okay. Uh, so are we clearing it out? It would be nice that these people could come home, but at the same time, what is drawing the undead here? Because if it's like a beacon, then there's no point. So, Radoff, give me a history check. Ooh, it wasn't a one this time. Nice. <laughs> 14. Okay, yeah, so so having been everywhere, you know what happened here, um, and you know that this place no one's coming back to. So essentially what happened was the nearby mountain, uh, Mount Hotenau, which is near the city um, a long time ago, Blue ash and smoke and everything from the explosion came and just cleared out this area and destroyed everyone. And that's how the zombies came to be. So this place, if they wanted to come home, they could, but it would take so much to rebuild and most of them have other lives now. So Radoth would know that Thunder Tree is pretty much a lost cause unless, you know, people, a group of people looking for a new town decided they want to come and do that. Let's start our own town after we save Gundren. For the most part, everything was slaughtered a while ago, and then the mountain blew up. The mountain had a bunch of fire elementals and other magical creatures, and when it blew up, the magic is basically what created both the plant creatures and the zombies. So I, I don't think anyone's coming back. Not yet. Okay, well, we can take care of it later. Okay, so you guys... Let uh... Go back to... I do like the idea. Brandon? Um, me, roll me a d20 to see how many flowers you picked up. <laughs> 16. Okay, so you're able to get 16 red flowers b- before you guys are heading off. So you guys uh, decide to carefully make your way back to the northwest side of town, finding the path that you originally took to come into Fandolin. You leave the town, pass by the sign that Radoth had there saying, danger, keep out. This place is filled with all these horrors, the zombies and and the plant folk and whatnot. So you guys keep going north until you run into the river. You find its path and go along it, winding down as you guys are going. Gonna, uh, can I keep an eye out? I want to be looking around. Yeah, I'm going to keep okay. a watch. Okay, everyone I, do perception checks. Can I keep an eye out for specific red flowers or berries? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to actually turn myself into a horse for the travel. Right. 22. Look faster, a little resilient. There you um, go. Perception? Yeah, perception. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is... I got a six. I don't a see 19. I'm pretty sure I don't see any. Okay, so as you guys are walking, you don't see anything out of the ordinary, don't see anything scary going along. With a 22 and a 19, however, Kinsley and Francisco notice that the river does have some fish. So there are salmon jumping, and on the far side, you do see a bear fishing. 
So uh, I don't know if you guys are wanting to do anything with that, but... Well, I don't know what's there. Does anyone say anything? I notice it, but I just kind of like, eh, it's fish. How, how close is the bear? I, I mean, it's a wide riverbank. It's probably like... Oh, I didn't even hear the bear part. I was just like, oh, salmon? Yeah. <laughs> it's a bear fishing way on the other side. I mean, it's like as big as like the Clackamas River. Oh. So probably like 200 feet across. And I'll probably be like, look, and like point it out. But that's it. Mm. Look at all the fish. Is anyone hungry? I think we just had lunch, and all. I think we're good. But it's never, never a time that some nigiri isn't isn't an option. What is this nigiri that you speak yeah. of? So, um, Fen- Fenris, my friend, <clears throat> my friend, uh, he introduced me to uh, this this sort of delicacy that you get from the ocean. It's raw fish, and it's prepared really nice. And he actually uh, took me to learn how to make it, and it is delicious. The salmon. Absolutely the best. Is this raw? Is that safe to eat? It's I haven't died yet. It's a lot better than it sounds. I've uh, coming from my background. I have had it quite a bit. Some rice. You think? Do we have seaweed and rice? You don't need it. Ginger? You don't need it. You can eat the salmon all by itself, and it is oh, just nice and fatty, and just very, very. Very delicious. Do you think we could? What was that, Francisco? And would it be better to cook it? I just feel like that would make it more delicious. Actually, I I prefer it raw. I've had cooked salmon and uh, yeah, uh, it's okay. What were you going to say, me? Um, Do you think we could try to find any of the eggs too? They do some really good stuff with that too. Oh, yeah. I didn't really like that. Fenris made me try it, but... I love it's like that. eating the unborn. I do not feel comfortable with that. Uh, <laughs> we're, still, we're talking as we're walking. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. <laughs> but Francisco, what about those eggs that you're drilling holes in? He has the point. Uh, it, You're well, drilling a hole, Cindy. You do have a point. I guess that is a fair argument. Uh, I ate my eggs. I went down. <laughs> uh, well, uh, when we stop, I will ma- try to make another egg thing. Uh, I'm this. hungry. <laughs> we just ate spit. We need you a delicious sandwich. Spit. I just ate the meat. Spit. You have to eat more than just the meat. No. I'm going to make another delicious sandwich and you're going to eat all of it and I promise that it's going to be delicious and you will love it. Have you? I just, I just want the meat. <laughs> That's why he's so skinny. He needs you know what? Carbs. One of these days, I will make a nice um, something. Spit. You know what you and I should try? What? We need to try cake. Which cake? Together. Oh, it's just this really delicious looking um, piece three of, of uh, sugar and frosting. And I've always wanted to try some. And Gundren was going to uh, going to get me some for, you know, just because. I leaned into Francisco. Is she going to start crying again? I think that is only when she has drunk. <laughs> Oh, thank goodness. Does she, does she remember <laughs> when she had the chocolate cake? Ice cream. <laughs> but we have, there's no really good pastry shop in, uh, in Everwinter. So he, he, uh, 
he wouldn't let me try the things that are there. He said they're not good. And it's not something you can just like have brought over from another town because it was bad and like the chocolates and those sorts of things. So I know how to bake. Do you? Well, I mean, uh, it was right. taught. You grew up with the family. Yes. Huh. Maybe one day. That must have been nice. So as you guys are walking and as you're talking, you see at one point Spit dashes into the forest for a second. And uh, you hear, I did it! And he comes walking back. <laughs> was he doing a strut thing? Like, and he's just like, <laughs> just like all like put out. It's like, oh. The, the, what happened, Spit? The, were you looking for something? I was hungry. I was trying to get a squirrel. <laughs> oh, did it get away? Oh. It's too quick. Oh. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> we could try to get some of the salmon. Have you ever had fish before? You did live by a river. Yeah. Yeah. Fish is good. Does anyone know how to fish? What do you mean? You just... Oh, what? I don't have any you spears. Just... I have I Are have you trying spears? to try to grab them? Uh, that's, I, I don't know. Emerson, yes. If you're experienced in fishing, I do have two spears. Oh, no. I have no experience fishing. Uh... <sighs> I'm, I'm sure I would. This was too much work. I know I wouldn't have the dexterity checks for it. <laughs> I could um, try. I could try. Are we really going to see and Fenris just always bought the fish. And Gundren, Gundren didn't really like fish. I actually don't really like fish unless it's sushi anyway. Are we really going to sit here and try to fish? I mean, we don't really have time for that. We need to go save Gondran. Right, so... But there's a fair point. Maybe we'll stop talking about fishing and go. I mean, what are It takes a long time to get back to... to, uh, Give me your pocket bacon! Oh, yeah, okay. Stacking the pocket, trying to get the bacon. (laughs) I gave him some of the pocket bacon. (laughs) (laughs) I pat him on the head. (laughs) <laughs> Afrita will like you. So as you guys are walking, uh, it's about you're about three quarters of the way there. However, it's starting to get dark. If you guys were to go throughout the whole night, you're not going to get there until like three or four in the morning, and everything will be closed. Do you guys want to stop? Okay. Yeah. So everyone, give me perception checks. At 20. Well, that's nice compared to last time. Yeah. So with a nat 20, me instantly finds the perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I have to use the horse modifier. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, (laughs) no. (laughs) I can hear a horse right now. Oh, (laughs) man. I forgot about that. So... As you guys are walking, uh, you guys are at this point walking along the coast um, and just about at the trail where it meets with the Tribor Trail. Me actually remembers that this is about the same area where you were when you first were stopped with the dead horses and whatnot. You know that there's actually some good little hiding spots in the forest that you can set up camp. I think this is the the same spot where we had the the dead horses. Uh, there were we, dead horses here. Yeah, I, in fact, this is actually where we met Spit. 
Oh, have really? a look around. Aww. Can I see, can, can I pick out kind of the area where the horses were and, and everything was? Yeah, yeah, as, as me is telling you, um, it slowly comes back to you where everything was. The horses sitting tail to tail in the middle of the road near one of the rocks, a very specific looking rock that kind of almost looks like it could be someone's head, just kind of looks that way. Okay. I go over to where that spot was and I start kicking the dirt and I start like, stupid, so dumb, couldn't fight any goblins, stupid, get my friend kidnapped. The mention of dead horses, I turned back into a human. <laughs> uh, well then. This seems safer. Uh, I, I turned to Kinsley. Is Imralir going to be okay? She seems to be very oh. silently kicking the ground and muttering under her breath. It's just Sildar again. Oh. This is where he lost Fendrin. Oh. Good times, good times. He had to my boyfriend to the stupid Did you mutter something about her boyfriend? That's what I heard too. That as well. <laughs> where, where? Where? The stupid I hate the stupid face. Next time I'm going to really cut off his pants and make him run around naked in town and embarrass the crap out of him. He'll die of embarrassment. Wait, is she dating Sildar or someone else? I don't know. Is it Sildar or is it Gundren? That was <laughs> I'm like so a good confused time, actually. at this point. <laughs> I don't know what is happening. I, uh, I, I, I don't... <laughs> you know what? Just I, I'm going to start setting up camp. I, I think I will help you. And I think I'm going to stay away from a yeah, uh, woman for a while. Just don't get on her bad side. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just leaves. <laughs> kicking the just ground. Say real quick, this is not how I planned to play my character until Sildar happened. <laughs> I can tell. I could tell from the first session to now. Totally different. Oh, so <laughs> fun. It's fun. It's All right. So you guys, uh, Kinsley, Francisco, go over and start setting up camp. Merler still kicks the ground for a little while. Eventually, me and Radoth come over and kind of make themselves comfortable. You guys find this nice little clearing within the forest that kind of dips down. It's into like a little hovel but the, the overgrowth and the trees kind of cover it well enough that unless someone's looking for you, it may be difficult for them to find. So y'all want to do anything before you go to sleep or? Can I look around to see if I can find any more red flowers or plants or, or yeah. berries or anything? Yeah, give me a perception check or, or yeah, berries. perception. 12. 12? <laughs> So you find some moss on a tree, a couple of weeds here and there. Are they red? No, it's just moss. <laughs> red uh, moss is pretty. Well, then as a second resort, can I use my cantrip druidcraft and <laughs> pick some red plants? Sure. Yeah, if you want right. to, go for it. I, I get tired of looking and I make some, some red plants and start collecting the flowers. All right. Walk over to the base of a tree and, and just start cultivating and new flowers and little things and they all kind of poke their little heads out little buds and start snaking up and then bloom beautifully and then i'd like to get me's help to continue our work with the herbalism kit to teach me steps 
Yes. Okay. What are you trying to do? She's just teaching me basically how to like make it, make stuff with it. Because I have an herbalism kit, but I'm not proficient with it. Me is, so she was going to teach me how to use it, how to make stuff. Okay. Do you want to role play that or you want me to describe it? <laughs> just do it fast. <laughs> you do. When we role play, it goes out for a long time. We okay. get a little too absorbed in role play. So, so <laughs> me, me sits down with Kinsley and me's pulling out some of the herbs and other things that they've found. And she knows how to make a few things here and there. So she's showing Kinsley how to properly like chop up certain mushrooms to use them um, and how to use the mortar and pestle to ground up seeds and then show them the right consistency and whatnot. Um, So you're becoming more familiar with it, not proficient enough to really do much, but, but you're learning how to use the items properly. Yeah. It's basically what we do every time we take a, a longer rest. Okay. I would like to try to make another egg. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to sit next to him with spit in my lap and just watch. Okay. So give me another dexterity check to see okay. how well. Gosh, freaking dang it! <laughs> <laughs> That's a five. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, you uh, you go to to poke the hole in the bottom of the egg, and uh, it actually slips out of your hand and cracks on your foot. Cisco, would you like me to try one? Please, please, try if you could. How would... many eggs do you have left? I have, let's see, but there was a dozen, right? I had there a was. dozen. I've already done it like three, three times. Yep. This is my third time. I am now at nine. Okay. I take I think one. Spit killed one too, though. Spit oh, killed okay. the no, second, he... first one. No, you're up. Do you use four then, right? Because I remember you, you tried to do it. I thought two the every first time one. I messed up, he ate one. <laughs> yeah, basically. What am I? What is No, what you is, did one. Spit tried to help, and he just stuck his finger yeah. in it. And then this one. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What am I using for what's dexterity. my modifier? Yeah, just a dexterity check. Just straight dexterity. Yeah. 20. Hand over the egg and the nail. You, you get a 20? I got a 20. Dirty 20. Oh. Okay, so, uh, and what what weapons do you have? I have, you, you know, my bows and arrow and my okay. bow and arrows and uh, my ni- my uh, my swords and my so, use for this. And no, so so I've been Imrelir, using like a tiny little nail. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so so Imrelir takes one of the eggs and she takes uh, one of the arrows that she has and she quickly pokes it pokes it through on the bottom, spins it, a perfect hole forms. And then the, the yolk falls out, is spit still sitting in your mouth, so he's all... <laughs> 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 and then she looks at it, perfectly clean. So now you've got... I am, a little, I am just a tiny bit better, but thank oh. you. <laughs> Not only do I steal your kills, I hold your eggs. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. I go over to me and Kinsley, and I give them... Uh, look, can you, uh, since you're practicing your uh, uh, your magic uh, potiony things, I was wondering if you could crush up uh, some of these peppers for me so I could... Uh, In the glass it. too, right? And the glass. We didn't glass. get glass. Oh, we didn't? Oh, that's right. Uh, we just got peppers. Yeah, peppers and flour. 
I just need the pepper grounded up. I know you guys are practicing with the, uh, the hammery thing and it? the bowl thingy. Do you need it in a paste? Yes, in a paste. Yes. That the I can point mix was in. for it to go. I can do that. Yes. Well, powder. I need it to mix in with this flour so it can be like a powder that I can throw in the people's I eyes. Do that. So are you asking Kinsley to do it? Uh, I was asking me to do it. Because oh. <laughs> well, me, I was going to say. Me has proficiency. Me has proficiency. Yeah, I was going to say. So. I, was like, yeah. I mean, I got to practice somehow. Well, you can help. And if me wants to help Kinsley or Kinsley wants to help me, I'll give you advantage. Whichever. Rolling so, he's also off to the side with his herbalism cat out. <laughs> <laughs> Doing something very different. <laughs> I don't like what Radoff's making. Concerns. I love how Radoff is just kind of off to there. the side, just doing his own thing. <laughs> Good little, right. little teapot going on there. <laughs> All right, so... So, you, uh, you me, if you could, but uh, Kinsley, you could help me do it. I don't well. think he trusts me. Ah, that he is, is just smashing it up. A druid who has experience, you know. I would let's, just let's work on it together, <gasps> can we? Get together. Can, can, can we? Together. Can, <laughs> can we do a thing to where? instead of having one of us roll, because it, it's doing the help action, so one of us would roll with advantage, right? Mm-hmm. So could we do a thing to where we both roll one and take the higher number? Yeah, that's fine. So you guys right. are helping each other out. Both of you yeah. make a roll. Make sure, me, you add your proficiency bonus. Uh, is there anything else that you add to it? Is um, it like survival or something? Do you Usually know, when you're doing a tool check, it's whatever the um, stat is plus your proficiency if you're proficient in it because you're using a tool. So sometimes like you may consider it a dex check and you need to add your proficiency or you consider it a, like a wisdom check plus your proficiency. It, it, you pick a stat and if you're proficient in it, you add your proficiency to it. Okay, so with an herbalism, I mean, if you're trying to be... Precise, and I'm going to say you're trying to be knowledgeable in how you do it. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say you're going to have to make like uh, an intelligence check because you're trying to make it so a we, certain distancy and a certain right. amount of grounding. So an an intelligence check, and then plus your modifier. Okay, so add the intelligence. Okay. Yeah, and your proficiency bonus, me. Okay, nineteen. Okay. Mine was a uh, thirteen. Okay, so yeah, but with with me helping Kinsley or Kinsley helping me, you guys are able to grind it to just to the point where it's almost a paste. It's slightly chunky, but it would mix well with some flour or something else to cover it all. So if it were to explode when he throws the egg and it explodes, it would go everywhere. If you made it a complete paste, you would just have a clump. Mm-hmm. So, but with a 19, you guys made it a good consistency. So yeah, there you go. You now have a slightly chunky, not too watery, slightly pasty bunch of crushed peppers. So then I go, I mix it with the flour, not too much, like get a good amount. And I try to pour that mixture into the eggshell. Okay, well. Throw it on there. (laughs) (laughs) So give me an intelligence check, Francisco. 
Or actually, no, um, um, no, that's not do intelligence because I'm going to say, give me a perception check. Perception check. Yes. Let's see. See if you can find a good sized leaf to kind of sift it in there. <laughs> I, I was going to use like a spoon from my mess kit, but okay. That's a six. Far bigger than the whole. You're rolling so bad with your eggs. I yeah, know. you are. You need to get a lucky dice like I did. So the perception check was to see how well you can uh, get a good mixture of flour and pepper. So mm -hmm. as you're trying to add it, you end up adding way too much pepper into the small amount of flour, uh, making it essentially like a clump. It's spicy dumpling. <laughs> spicy dumpling, essentially. You still have the egg. You didn't ruin the egg. It's okay. It's okay. The DM's never gonna let you see the stupidation. <laughs> you just gotta roll better. Just I know. Why do you? I want to make it. Fine. Putting powder into an egg. Nope. In in one in one my other campaign, I'm playing a ranger who's proficient with cooking tools, and I have cooking tools, and I did this so easily, <laughs> and it it was just like, oh yeah, proficiency, uh, a de dexterity check, did it all. It was so easy. And Francisco is just not good with his hands. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not. Or cooking stuff. Don't tell that to or me. cooking stuff. Yeah. yeah. Or cooking. <laughs> you have a character that just isn't good at doing what you want to do. <laughs> I mean, he's good at killing stuff and flirting with people until just now, but. <laughs> okay, so Radoth, are you partaking in your stuff? Oh, jeez. Uh, well, yeah, I got to prepare a little hole to toss it in afterwards and everything else. But yeah, that's, that's the plan. Cause uh, okay. I'm assuming we're inside of a forest right now. Mm -hmm. And I know the effect of this ax. <laughs> 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 so <laughs> he's feeling a little uneasy right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're definitely in a forest. <laughs> So uh, you're just in the process of starting it right now, Radoff. Just trying yeah, to. Yeah, I got the. Can I, I kind of like? Hole, the water's boiling, and I got my my special teacup that has like a lid with like vent holes on it. Okay. So. Can I like just? I don't want to like be in his business, but can I just like kind of see? I'm not hiding this in any way, shape, or form. I'm just not in the okay. middle of everyone. <laughs> I mean, I am looking over to see what he's doing, because I'm a nosy. As far as you can tell, I'm. I'm. It looks like I'm making tea. I got a little teapot going on. I'm digging a little hole, which is kind of curious. Um, and I basically have a bunch of herbs, and it looks like tea, as far as you can tell. Okay. Yeah, so I am a ranger. Can I? Can I? Can I tell what he's like? Can I recognize the herbs? You would have to give me. Uh, I guess. Check. Yeah, nature check. I don't have anything. I I want to roll anyway. A natural twenty. <laughs> All right. So, having having lived in the underground, and want me to just forward her the text? <laughs> well, it's okay. I can. I can just. I have it right here. So, uh, having been in the underground, you have been around a bunch of different types of drugs, and you instantly recognize the herbs he has as the Morden Vapor leaves uh, are known as dream mist. It's a uh, ground leaves 
of a rare herb found in deep forests. Mordane is so potent that it's taken by steeping a small amount in hot water and then inhaling the vapors of the resultant tea. Raw Morden powder and Morden tainted water are deadly poison. Taking the powder directly or drinking the water produces an immediate overdose. Dream Mist is renowned for the beautiful visions it induces and the deadly peril of its sinister embrace. The only way to take it properly is to produce a steam and then inhale the steams. And uh, it gives you vision. So you would kind of recognize that special cup that has for some reason the lid, no way of drinking out of it. And just has like holes in it, kind of like a salt and pepper shaker, but it's designed to hold liquid. Okay, so basically he's doing spice. Okay, <laughs> do you spice? So um, seeing this, I'm going to make sure, where's Spit at this? Spit's what? still in your lap. Okay, so I'm going to just kind of shuffle, just maybe a little further away, just to make sure that he doesn't breathe any of that. <laughs> you can understand that the purpose of the hole is for me to dump it in afterwards so I don't mm-hmm. do anything with it afterwards. Right, because if you were to kind of nice. do anything. that? Uh, um, Francisco, yeah, oh, yeah, how, about, how about you sit on this side of me? And I kind of like try to make like is there, so that are you, no are you okay? You've been acting weird recently. I don't know. Oh, well, you know, coming back to the spot and then remembering what happened to Gundran and then just getting very angry because of the whole situation. There are some, like, womanly things. Are you asking me if it is the blood cycle of the moon? You know, I I just asked... I punch him in the nose. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Give me a attack roll. I don't even dodge it. I take it. <laughs> Give me an attack roll. See if you hit it. Okay. Okay. Oh gosh, I'm gonna use me. Yeah, you never on. ask a lady that. <laughs> <laughs> um. This is that was a fifteen. Yeah, you miss. So even though he doesn't move, with spit still in your lap, kind of gets in the way, and you your punch goes a little wide, <laughs> and you barely you barely like nick his cheek. Ah, it hurts! Ah. Oh, shut up! I barely touched you. I was no, it, it was it was so fast. I could feel the. Oh power. my goodness! You're such a baby. Don't try to make me feel no, better about missing you. No, really, it was a powerful strike. If if that I had, gotta punch him again. <laughs> okay, do it again. Okay, that was better. Um, Twenty, dirty twenty. That, that time you hit, so it's one oh. plus your strength modifiers your damage. You don't you don't roll damage for this. One plus my strength modifier. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a zero because I have a minus one in strength. <laughs> <Can't be zero. laughs> so you hit him, but it doesn't do much. <laughs> no, that's a Francisco, it, 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 in reality, Francisco, it feels like she just she just kind of flicked your nose a little bit. Completely ignoring, so <laughs> uh, completely ignoring everything that's happening and noticing Radoth doing something. I I straight up just curiously walk over to him. Okay. I just start watching him. <laughs> so uh, it's steeping, it's going. Eventually, Radoth, you notice that it is ready. I'm gonna find a nice little spot on next to a tree and do my thing. <laughs> All right. So you I do your thing. Him. Give me a d twenty. Yeah, it's a 10. All right. So for the next 20 minutes, 
you're going to be uh, in a pretty deep vegetative state. You're sitting there and you see the trees start to sway and they slowly start to change color. And then the landscape. Tree, oh. and then it was a dragon. <laughs> and then the lied to me. <laughs> the tree it was a dragon. <laughs> and then the trees start to part and you see the sun setting but it's pink and red and then green and you see birds fluttering and flying left and right you see a castle out in the distance and a beautiful princess standing there brushing her hair and uh go ahead and give me two d4s one for constitution and one for wisdom don't add anything just one of each. Uh, first one's a two. Okay. And the second one's a two. Cool. So you take two points of constitution damage and two points of wisdom damage. So you are feeling inebriated, feeling good. And not Wishing. anxious anymore. No longer <laughs> anxious. So <laughs> well, while I, I recognize he's somewhat incap- incapacitated, right? Yeah. Can I? The effects have like a 50% chance of losing my action. Okay. Yep. So can I sneak over and uh, take a look at his axe that he never showed any of us? You want to see my axe? <laughs> I mean, Radoff is still <laughs> like Radoff is still conscious. He's still there. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like he's seeing visions, but at the same time, it's kind of like a thing where you. Yes, can but I'm sneaky. Can I try to sneak it? Yeah, I'm. Uh, you have a minus two to perception. Right. So uh, give do a stealth check and do it with advantage because he is inebriated. So I am it. also right next to Radoth, watching him confused. So my passive perception would be a 15 right now. Well, I beat it. Mine's with, 14. Um, 18. Okay, so you sneak over near where Radoth laid his pack and his things. Uh, Radoth is kind of like just focusing on his stellar vision, not really seeing what you're doing. Um, yeah, you and dump you- it before the vision. <clears throat> I want to read that yeah. it was in dwarf. I read and speak dwarf. Okay, yeah. Dwarvish. So, runes in dwarvish on the X read hue. It just says hue. Um, I know what that means. You would assume it's the name of the battle axe. Okay, so H-U-E. H-E-W. Oh, H-E-W. Totally different hue. Got it. Yeah. Can I ascertain anything about it? So give me a history check. Oh dear. I think I know what this is just by reading a bunch uh, of stuff. 19. I don't have any modifier for history. Okay. Yeah, 19 is great. So having lived with Gundren and been around him, um, he's told you stories about different things here and there. And you remember hearing him talk about a battle axe called Hugh. The axe's creator was a dwarf smith who feuded with the dryads and the forest folk. The smith feuded with them where he lived and where he would go and cut wood. So it was a magic axe that he created. It is a... Like a magical lumberjack axe. Yeah, a magical lumberjack axe. But you also remember him talking about how no one really went out and looked for the axe because even though it was a magical axe, it was, in a sense, 
imbued with the uneasiness of being near dryads. So whoever carries it feels uneasy in the forest and then gets nervous when they're around that because dryads could be nearby. Uh, so you kind of piece together that Radoff's been carrying this Light axe, so he's nervous, and that's why he's going for some visions to kind of calm down. Got it. A light bulb moment. Okay. Um, I lose interest and go back. Okay. Don't care about the axe. Hey, what does what did the what do what does the axe say? Oh, the axe. Yes. Is, it said Francisco is a weenie. That is very rude of the axe. I am going to go over there and have a stern talking to it. I would really like to watch you do that. Just Wait. be careful. Can, axes does, can't talk. Axes, you're messing with me. Axes can't talk. It's written. On, it's written. <laughs> oh, it's written. I thought you said the axe was speaking. No, no, no. It says it on the blade in a very fine dwarfish ruins. Francisco is a weenie. And be careful, though, if you offend it, it will erupt into flames. I'm going to roll to see if I believe her. <laughs> Emrelier, uh, or no, uh, so Francisco, we're going to do your insight check versus Emrelier's deception check. Deception. I was just doing this just to, like, see if it was funny. Well, or we'll not. see how smart Francisco <laughs> is. I know. Got an 18. 19. <laughs> no! no! Francisco, you're sitting there. You're sitting there just, just kind of like sitting there with your sword kind of polishing it a little bit. And you're like, no. <laughs> this Aww. is not a good, this is not good for my confidence. I need the, I, I, uh, I need a, I got, I got too many things going on to be thinking about an axe. And I, yeah. I, I need to. I, <laughs> really doesn't like you. <laughs> I'm just going to go to bed. You know what? I just need. You know what? My great sword is all I needed. It's okay. <laughs> Were okay. you interested in picking up the axe? Is it your weapon of choice? No, I just like things like trying new things normally. But if it's a mean axe, I don't want it. If it's a jerk, I, mean, I don't want it. You can tell by looking at it, the whole thing's just completely rusted. I mean, you could insult it from here. I don't think the fire would combust on you. Go ahead. Throw an insult at it. I want to see what happens. I, I, I look across at the axe like, stupid, a rusty thing. No one's going to want to use you. You're old and <laughs> I, I use my, uh, my minor illusion to make a person to fight. <laughs> I jump into the tent. I draw my sword. I'm like, oh, get back, demon! Diablo! Diablo! Oh, that was beautiful. I'm going to walk off a little bit. I'm going to go say my nightly prayers. <sighs> I noticed the to find it more interested. quiet. As, this, uh, as it bursts into flame, though, oh, wait, is it concentration? Yeah. Well, actually, no, I think it doesn't just, say that it's concentration. So yeah, I'm I think also just going, I'm going to uh, use Mage Hand to pick it up and swing it around. He can see your Mage Hand, though. Yeah, it's not invisible. But he doesn't know it's for me. He doesn't know I have that spell. Francisco's just going to stare down with his sword drawn, just kind of <laughs> like, stay back. And then, stay back. <laughs> and I just let the spell take its course, and I. Come on, Spit, that's good. that's good to see you. <laughs> so as everyone 
Uh, Kinsley, me, Emerlier, and Spit slowly make their, their way to bed as Francisco is standing off against this axe that's flailing back and forth. So it's either going to be Francisco taking watch against this axe and having it at a disadvantage, or Radoff taking watch. And I mean, it only lasts. It both spells only last a minute. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be fine. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, so eventually, it'll just go out and then drop. Okay. So yeah, I, yeah, I can't. Yeah, Francisco, I can't sleep after this. So I'm, I'm just going to stay up. I'm going to just stay awake, and I'm going to keep watch. Everyone went to bed. That guy. I don't know what's happening to him. <laughs> He's against the tree. I guess I will stay awake. I don't know what's going on with him. His okay. eyes are glazed over, and I'm scared. <laughs> he picked up the axe, and now his eyes are glazed over. <laughs> <laughs> so, Francisco, give me a perception check as you take your first watch. That's okay. Good. Was this with disadvantage? Uh, no, because it, it went away. Okay. Yeah, after a minute, so. it would have dropped. That's a, that's a nat 20. Yeah. Okay, cool. Finally. So being, know, on, right? being on edge after watching this uh, demon axe flailing around, <laughs> you're convinced now that it is cursed and that it's out to get you and it for some reason hates you and has your name on it. What's up with that? So <laughs> you're just kind of looking everywhere. You don't notice anything out of the ordinary throughout your watch. Eventually, after about 20 minutes, Radoth's eyes kind of stop glazing over. He takes a <sighs> deep breath, very relaxed. You know, he's going to have to give me a wisdom save. That's a, that's a 23. All right. So you're able to uh, come out of it just perfectly well enough, feeling great, feeling satisfied, and, and no compulsions of wanting to do more. Um, you remind yourself how dangerous taking two doses within a certain amount of time is, and you relax. And nothing happens throughout Francisco's watch, so Radoth, are you going to sleep? Or Francisco, you want to see if Radoth will take the next watch? I'll let him go to bed. Oh, okay. I'm going to finish my watch. I wake up in earlier. All right, okay. I'm going to try another dice. I would clean up everything and then make my bed. Okay. So it's perception, right? Yep, perception Ooh, check. Oh, come on. Uh, that's a seven. Seven. That's such a pretty dice, but it doesn't roll nice. So Emerlier is taking her watch. She's laughing at herself for the funny joke, the brilliance that she had in, in tricking Francisco, just thinking that she's the bee's knees when it comes to this. Her, her little jokes and she thinks are so funny. Not really paying attention, but fortunately, nothing comes around during her watch. She reaches kind of the final uh the beginning of the final stretch of the evening and it is time to wake up someone for the final watch mm, go wake up kinsley okay is there a fight no not this time luckily i'll go ahead and take your watch okay 19. so as you are sitting there quietly looking around feeling pretty rested for you were able to actually sleep pretty soundly. Nothing was really going on to wake you up, nothing to disturb you, but as you're sitting there, you hear some crunching in the trees, some 
some shaking off in the distance. Give me another perception check. Uh, dirty 20. As you are hearing the sound, you look up just in time to see four Sturges drop in on the camp. No! What's a Sturge? I will show you. Sturge? <gasps> like a bird. Like a bird. <laughs> like a bird yep. that fits all the stereotypes of a bat. <laughs> I'm just yelling, fight! Fight! Wake up! <laughs> that demon axe! <laughs> so you see four yeah. of them. Uh, <laughs> that is nasty. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> Wait a second. Those aren't the ones that... The ones uh, that attach to you? Uh, the ones that have the, like, the death thing. That's a different thing. Those things are like mosquitoes, and they're in the underdark, I'm pretty sure. Uh, still, it's really gross. Okay. Yep, so... I it, hope I'm mixing it I'm up. I'm just yelling, wake else. up! Wake up! Okay, so What's four that? of these drop in on you, so everyone give me uh, initiative rolls. 30-20. Me too! Yeah, 35. Hey, five, two. Hey. <laughs> now, would I have been like w- considered long rested and got my all my spells back, or do I still have a little bit of spells missing? Um, I'll say, you guys, you were able to sleep long enough to get, because um, it was a probably, a, it's probably about four in the morning, so you guys gotcha. slept long enough. What did you get, Radoff? Uh, nine. Okay. Nine. Nine. So one of these Sturges goes first. No! Higher than a 23? Or no, 20. Sorry, it was a dirty 20, not a natural. It rolled higher than you. So does a 17 hit? Who? Uh, Kinsley. It's dropping in on Kinsley. Nope. Okay. So it drops down on you. It's a long hooked mouth tries to go and stab at your neck and you're able to swat it away just in time. I measure it with my shield. Kinsley and Imrily or whoever had the higher decks. That's a me. Okay. I'm going to take out my bow and okay. I'm going to shoot 22. Definitely hits. Give me Cuckoo. your damage. I'm going to use planar warrior so that will add a d8 to my d8. So these things don't have weapons. Ooh. You're just attacking us, um, right? Yeah. Right. They're just animals. 18. So which one were you attacking? There's the one four that of them. was go the one that was going after Kinsley. So as uh, so uh, as it came down to go after Kinsley, she swatted it away. Imrilir pulls out her bow and shoots and it sticks it to a tree. That one's dead. Yes. How much damage did you do? 18. 18. Yeah. Kinsley, you're up next. There's I three left. Really well. Have are they all around me? They're all around you. Okay. Yeah. I hold my holy symbol. As speak a divine word. I don't know what that is. It's just divine. Uh, and they almost, <laughs> they almost make a constitution saving throw. Okay, con saves. Yes, beat 14. Uh, none of them save. Sweet. They all take three radiant damage. So Kinsley... <laughs> Kinsley just screams uh, out her uh, brilliant word or her holy Rain. word and radiance Divine. just spills from her and all three of them explode. Wait, they explode? Huh. These things have two HP each. <laughs> <laughs> I 
was so worried they were something else. They're essentially they're tiny beasts. They're like they're like. I thought it was like big. Oh, hummingbirds. Yeah, they're essentially yeah they're essentially like if a bat mixed with a hummingbird. I go up to the shot and take out my arrow, put it back, and can I? Tell like is it just like a an animal? There's nothing like yeah, it's a tiny beast. Like that's I all. I give it, it to oh. Spit. Hey, Spit. <laughs> Spit grabs it and eats it voraciously. I know that <laughs> they were small. I didn't realize it jumps out. Other time. Yeah, Francisco I, uh, jumps out of the tent and like his head <laughs> is a woman, but it's on a masculine like a super ripped dude. But he's like literally he's just in his pants ripped upper body but it's got like a beautiful woman's head long flowing hair and it's like where are they where are they <laughs> Francisco uh, mind you can go back to bed I look over the demon axe is not out things. here oh no the demon axe is sleeping it's not worried about you right now demon axe yes there was a demon axe it's fine now Okay, oh, you guys go back to bed. I'll, I'll finish the watch. Okay. I will, I will lay down. I give Imra a very strange look. Look at Francisco and back at Imra. <laughs> I don't know why he looks like that, by the way. Do not, no, this has nothing to do with me. I don't, I don't know. I, but, no, I didn't even get uh, up. Do you think that the head on Francisco is your face? No, no. No. <laughs> I would hope not. Shoot. <laughs> Besides, Amra's got like scars and stuff. It's not something Francisco yeah. would probably utilize as one way to seduce or whatever. Unless they're in dye patches. That's true. <laughs> okay, so you guys all kind of go back to bed after uh, the quick excitement of the night. Kinsley finishes out her watch. The sun begins to rise. You see it streaming in through the trees. You guys all wake up and get ready and start making your way back to the trail. You get back on and start making your way back to Fandlin through the Tribor Trail. You've only got maybe another four hours, five hours till you get there. So you're pretty dang close. Hallway, keeping my eyes on that axe. Just, mm-hmm. I don't trust it. I'm well, sorry. I take that back. It's about a half day. So mm-hmm. you guys will probably be there around lunchtime. I took a couple of minutes like, to re-prepare my spells in the morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I start scratching a lot. You start scratching? I just start scratching. Do any of us notice this? Uh, make perception checks. Man, not with my, my passive perception is uh, 16. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, if your passive perception is above a 10, I'll say you notice it because it doesn't. What if it is 10? I'll say you notice it as long as it's 10 or above. My passive is 17. I rolled a three. Shut so up, like, man. Hey, yeah, I rolled a three as well. <laughs> well, you guys aren't actively <laughs> looking for this. You're not actively looking for this. Yeah. You just see it. And what's so. yours, Francisco? 10. Oh, yeah. so we all know. So you notice. guys see it. Okay. So you guys see that me scratching. Me? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm just uncomfortable. Why are you uncomfortable? I'm not sure. Is it 
like a physical uncomfortable, a mental, emotional? Do you have some trauma you need to talk about? I am not prepared to talk to anyone about trauma. Wait, let us get to the bar first and then we can talk about trauma. That's how I deal with things. <laughs> <laughs> I am not prepared without a couple of drinks. I I, I pull out my, my little like red flowers and just like like smell them, just like take a look at them. And I just start like feeling a little better. It's fine. Me, is there a significance to what I think is now not blood, but perhaps the color red? Um, I find it comforting. All right. That makes me feel a lot better about some things I think, but also <gasps> concerned. I don't know. There's a double-edged sword here. I think I'm on the other side of that sword. I think I'm somewhere in the middle of the sword. <laughs> you know, kind of like on the flat part. You know? <laughs> well. Rose of the sword being in the middle of you. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, well, well, one way to look at it. <laughs> why don't we just make our way back? Yeah. Consider myself an optimist. <laughs> I, well, while we're still walking back, I kind of go over to Kinsley. Kinsley, I think that maybe when we get back to um, town, and I'm assuming we're going to stay the night, I'm being quiet, I'm Um, Perhaps, I don't know, there is something about you I think that is comforting. Maybe you should talk to me about the etching and the red and all of the very confusing things about them. Well, we could try. I think you should. At the very least, it wouldn't hurt to lend an ear. I, I don't know. But when we get back and when, you know, it's more private and it can just be the two of you chatting or something, I don't know. Just a thought. I think I can do that. Who knows? Maybe it will help. As the sun comes up overhead, you guys round the corner and see the familiar sight of Fandolin. You have made it. What are we doing now? Uh, Can we stop by the store? I mean, I really need better weapons. I agree. I also need bag of holding. You need a better weapon. I need bullets for my gun because I'm about out. So let's go talk to we the... We have a lumber axe. A rusty one. <laughs> yeah, what are we going to do with that? Are I say kidding? we melt it down in a forge and get rid of it. You're welcome to try. And I hand it to him. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't want to touch it. I, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> feel comfortable handling such things. I believe it's cursed. I, I... <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me every time I walk into a forest. Feel uneasy. Never had that feeling before. Yes, I feel like it's like the one axe to cut them all. Uh, so <laughs> maybe we should get rid of it. How about the boys? Uh, give it to me for now. Sure. Okay. Um, so yeah, I just <clears throat> I'm already carrying a lot of weapons, so I just like here, Kinsley. Uh, maybe you hold on to it for a second. Sure. We'll put it in the bag of holding when we get it. Okay. Uh, okay, let's go to the store. Shopping episode. 
Oh my Which God. one are you guys going to the Lion Shield Probably Coster? Probably to get the bag of holding. Yeah, we want the bag of holding and some weapon stuff. So that's the one place we would go to. Yeah. No, the general the store has, has the bag. The bag of mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the Lion Coster. Has. Maybe go there first. Let's go get the yeah. bag of holding because that was the whole reason we decided to come back. Okay, so you guys make your way over to Barthen's Provisions. You see the familiar shop with the Barthen name logoed on top, and you see the swinging western doors, little blue roof. You walk in, and Barthen is yet again behind the counter. He's sitting there with his little cup of tea, and his uh, two uh, helpers are walking around the store stocking shelves, doing other things. And as you walk in, he looks up from his team and is like, hello, how are you? How is everyone? Why, hello. Step behind Kinsley. What can I do for you? Ah, Yes, ah, Radoth, how are you? Good, good, good. Just traveling with these fine fellows. Oh, wonderful. I haven't seen you very often. Uh, You only come into town once in a while. Is is there anything you're needing, Radoth? No, um, they helped me out with something, so I'm going to help them out with their, their next quest that they're going on. Oh, so, perfect, uh, perfect. So I'm just tagging along. Wonderful. Glad to hear it. So, adventurers, heroes of Fandolin, what can I do for you? We are here for that bag. You know, the, the bag of the, the bag with all of the empty space in it, you put your arm in it and it disappears. Oh, yes, yes, the magic bag. bag. Yes, let, let me go grab it. Uh, we're in Fanslin. No one's going to buy something like that. I'm honestly surprised you're interested. He goes around in the back again, and you guys actually hear some locks clicking and things moving and whatnot, and he comes back out and he has the bag of holding. Yeah, I keep it locked away just in case. I mean, it is an expensive item. Uh, I believe for you, I told you it was about 600 gold pieces, as you are the heroes, and I don't think I could get much for it out here anyway. So what do you say? 600 gold pieces? How about 520 gold pieces and 800 silver, right? That makes 80 gold the 800 silver that would make 600 yeah yeah so either way that's uh it equals out to be about the same so he puts it forward or he, he holds his hand out for the money first i um go into my bag <laughs> <laughs> pull out the separate sacks that we have and i start before you do that door. he's like wait wait one moment he goes around to the front and he closes the shutters and he oh yeah that's good that's good that's okay. smart. That's smart. Well, no, we don't want to, other people poking in, seeing such a heavy transaction going on. Oh. Uh, so I pull out the many bags that we have and count out all of the, the monies. What? Okay. <laughs> Familiar is right off with the bag of holdings. Does he know much about them at all? Uh, give me a, I guess, intelligence check. Probably not. That's a six plus a one, seven. It's a a pretty satchel-looking bag. (laughs) Now, can you, just by looking at it, tell what it is? Or is it just usually just looks like a bag? Mm, It just looks like a bag. So this one looks like a satchel, essentially. 
with a strap that goes around. It's a brown leather with some blue designs on the side. I'm in some like beads, little danglies and whatnot. Essentially just looks like a, like a, a mail carrier bag type of deal. Okay. Indiana Jones had one. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. Well, I will add that to my inventory. Assuming I'm going to be the one carrying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think is there the literal a literal pack horse that you have with you? <laughs> <laughs> right up. <laughs> so. Anybody else need anything? Not from here, I don't think. So just so you guys know, it says this bag has an interior space considerably larger than its outside dimensions, roughly two feet in diameter at the mouth and four feet deep. The bag can hold up to 500 pounds, not exceeding a volume of 64 cubic feet. The bag weighs 15 pounds regardless of its contents. Retrieving an item from the bag requires an action. So I put the axe or yeah, can can let's put the axe in it. Stick it in there. I, hey. I, is that I, everything? That, for me, that is everything. Me? You uh, look like you're about to say something. Uh, do you guys have any red paint? Hmm, paint. Unfortunately, I don't think we do. Do you guys have any cranberries at all? Or red berries. berries? I have red berries. Yes, we have uh, just a fresh batch of strawberries came in. Okay. Ooh. Well, we have quite a few. And he uh, actually leads you over around the counter to where he's got like a little uh, shelf of produce. Some of the local farmers come in and sell stuff to Barthen. So he's got some stuff there. You see like a little shelf that's got a whole bunch of like a little a little tray of, of strawberries you can pick and choose. And he weighs them out and whatnot. Do you have chocolate? Melting chocolate. chocolate. Hmm, I believe we do. Let me go check. So uh, that he kind of goes around uh, to where some of the baking stuff is, the flour and other stuff. He's like, I have this bitter chocolate. Perfect. Okay. So he starts wrapping that up. It's just like how how, how, how how much is that? Uh, so for a bar of chocolate, I mean, it's, it's more of a refri- refined taste, uh, and it takes some um, stuff to, uh, takes some time to make. It's not a raw material, so it's a little more expensive as far as ingredients go. Uh, three silver. Mm, okay. I've never had to buy it for myself. Okay, okay. Um, and, uh, some strawberries, how much are, are they? Uh, those would be two copper a pound. Okay, I'm really bad with my like math. How much would a pound worth be? Is that like what comes in the tray, plastic tray at the store? Essentially, yeah, like oh, a plastic yeah. tray. Okay, I want one of those and the chocolate. Okay, so he starts wrapping that up. That'll be three silver, two copper. Okay, how, how many pounds of strawberries do you have? Uh, you look up there, kind of looking at his little tin and looking at what's up there. He's probably got about 15 pounds of strawberries. It's in season. So then, oh, that's that's two copper per pound, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, is it okay if I buy all of them? Makes no difference to me. Okay. I'll just tell the farmers that I need more. I'll tell the alder leaves that I need a little more strawberries. They'll be surprised that someone was so interested in their wares, and they'll be happy to sell me more. I buy all 15 pounds. 
Okay, so 30 copper. Transaction complete. So you guys finish up with Barthen? Yes. Moving on, moving on. So he goes and he unlocks the doors and opens the windows back up and you guys leave. 